Hey guys, before we get started here on the podcast, I just wanted to let you know that this was the first recording that I tried to do with the video, and I had a little bit of difficulty uh, trying to get it uploaded for a podcast format for the actual audio file at first, uh, so I had to save it as a different file than I usually do, so I actually have no idea how this is going to sound, if it's going to sound differently, if it's going to sound the same, or anything like that. Um, the next podcast I do, I'll have uh, YouTube I'm hoping to put this, the video file for this podcast on YouTube soon. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, it's going to play the ad and then we're going to get right into it. Thanks. Hello everyone and welcome into this edition of the Sports Detective Podcast. I am your host, James Williams, and today I am going to talk about Houston, 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 and more Houston. And let's start with the Houston from the NBA because the trade happened. The trade that everyone suspected, but no one suspected. James Harden goes to the Brooklyn Nets. The Houston Rockets get in part of a four-team trade. Victor Oladipo, Rodians, Kurux, Dante Exum, four unprotected first-round picks from Brooklyn in 2022, 2024, and 2026, and in Milwaukee in 2022, and four unprotected first-round pick swaps in 2021, which they're not going to swap picks, 2023, 2025, and 2027. The Indiana Pacers get Karis LeVert and a second-round pick in 2023. The Cavaliers get Jared Allen and Tarian Prince. Now, I don't want to talk about with this trade. I don't want to talk about what this means for the league, what it means for finals potential what it means for the nets what it means for Kyrie, kd and harden i don't want to talk about that i don't want to talk about if they fit together you can go and listen to that in 100 different places what i do want to talk about is nba trades because it used to be in the nba you would trade if you wanted to trade for a star right that's what you do you say all right we're calling them up all right we want chris paul just for an example like, all right, we'll give you um, we'll, we'll give you a bunch of players. We'll give you some young players, Eric Gordon. Uh, I'm trying to forget, remember that trade off the top of my head, Lamar Odom. You know, give them three, four players, and then, boom, it's done. Probably a young player in there. But over time, over the past few years, something's happened. A lot more and more players are starting to say, all right, you can trade me but you have to trade me to this one place. No, no, no. I, you don't understand. I only want to play for the Lakers. Oh, no, no, no. You don't understand. I, I, I want to go play in Houston with James Harden, but I guess that didn't work out. Oh, no, you don't understand. I want to go play in L.A. with Kawhi. Oh, no, no. I want to play with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. They're being very specific with this stuff. So now these teams face a problem here where it's like, well, do we really want to gut our roster? to get this one guy? Do we really want to do that? Do do we have that? Do we even have the young players to actually give them 
for a feasible trade because a lot of other teams actually have better packages. But the star player doesn't want to go there because they actually want to go somewhere with a star and play with another star versus the actual location. But they'll pick the location together, kind of. So what have teams started to do? How have they countered this? They started adding in halls of draft picks to where Russell Westbrook gets traded for four first-round picks. Anthony Davis for five and three young players. Paul George for five plus Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Drew Holiday for four. And now James Harden for eight, technically seven. So what does this mean? What does this mean for the team that's trading the star? What does it mean for the team that's trading the picks? Basically, these teams are betting each other. Because it used to be in the NBA, the rule of the thumb was, if you want to say who won the trade, it's typically the team with the best player. Well, a few years ago, Brooklyn Nets and Boston Celtics did a trade, traded Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, to Brooklyn. And Brooklyn Nets gave up a bunch of picks and pick swaps several years from now. Picks that were going to happen when Garnett and Pierce are out of the league. Well, those two of those picks turned out to be Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, the heart of the Boston Celtics right now. So now these teams are betting each other. They're betting, what, what is Houston betting Brooklyn's going to do? They're betting, all right, this Harden thing, yeah, it will probably work out for a year or two. It might not, who knows. But KD, Kyrie, and Harden aren't under contract with Brooklyn past 2023. And if you look at the history of the NBA the past 10 years, these guys don't stay on their teams for longer than four at the most. So you're betting that, hey, 2025, 2026, and 2027, those years, those are actually going to be the years where these picks will probably have some value. It's actually kind of a long-term investment that they are making there. Where in 2027, I looked this up, Kevin Durant will be 38. Kyrie Irving will be 34. And remember, he has a lot of knee injuries. He's had a lot. He's had an injury-plagued career for the most part. And James Harden will be 37. And that's if they, the Brooklyn Nets would, if he's still on those teams. And it's probably more likely that they're going to leave or only one of them is going to stay. Or they might even retire before then. So these guys are making bets with each other. They're betting on themselves. And if you're the team that's trading for the picks, you're betting on the other team. And the thing is, these GMs are willing to make these trades because... If they make this trade five years down the road, where, where this pick, they give up this pick six years down the road, it doesn't matter to them because if this Harden trade doesn't work out or this Westbrook trade doesn't work out or this, um, this Anthony Davis trade doesn't work out, the GM that gives up that pick's probably not going to be there for when that pick bites them in the butt. So very interesting of how trades are going in the NBA, especially since a lot of teams have done trades like that. It'll be very interesting to see if teams continue to do that. I think we'll have to wait a few years and see if, you know, maybe the Houston Rockets get a few superstars out of that. And also with these draft years, it's so hard too because you have to hit the draft on the right year to get the right young guy, right? 
if you were the first round pick in or the first overall pick in 2013 didn't mean that much because Anthony Bennett was the pick, even though he was the wrong pick. But you get my point. From one Houston star wanting out to another, Deshaun Watson. Let's talk about him for a second. In the NFL, you kind of look up how trades were. Now I said in the NBA, the team that typically gets the best player typically wins the trade. In the NFL, it's a little different, mostly because there isn't as much trades. And a lot of times, actually, the team that gets the Hall of Picks actually wins the trade. It actually happens more often than you'd think. But Deshaun Watson, once out of Houston, everyone is defending him. Old receivers, old teammates saying, oh, Watson, he's got all media. Watson, he's going to get his way. Where is he going to get traded to? He's unhappy. He said he's unhappy. That means he's going to get traded, right? No, he's not getting traded. This is the NFL. These trades don't happen in the NFL. If you go through the history of the NFL, go through. The only exceptions are when a quarterback that's a Hall of Famer gets traded are when it's like really at the end of their career or when they're traded in the draft. That's really it. Other than like Fran Tarkington, which was a whole weird thing in like the 70s, which look into that if you want to. But a top five quarterback at the beginning of his prime does not get traded. Ever. Ever. So the idea that people are throwing out there that, oh, Watson's interested in Miami. Oh, they're just going to give up the third pick, uh, the other first-round pick the Dolphins have, and Tua, and ta-da, trade done. They They got Watson. Ask yourself, every single time you're throwing out a Texans trade rumor, Every single time you think Deshaun Watson will get traded, ask yourself, what is the Houston Texans' motive? What is their motive to trade him? What is their incentive to trade him? Okay, they're really going to take back the third pick, which is originally theirs, a first-round pick that's late, and Tua, a quarterback that needs protection, and if you're trading him right away, you probably don't even like, so just throw that out the window. No. No. That's not going to happen. These NFL teams, you can look this up, they're hesitant to trade wide receivers within the conference because they don't want them coming back and biting them and hurting them. They aren't going to trade them within the conference. The Browns didn't trade them within the conference. Excuse me, the Giants didn't trade Odo Beckham within the conference. The Houston Texans didn't trade DeAndre Hawkins within the conference. The Minnesota Vikings didn't trade Stephon Diggs within the conference. They don't trade guys within conference. So the idea he's going to go to Miami is just ridiculous. Just just right there, I just killed it. Um, there's also this thing in the NFL, if you trade somebody or you cut somebody, so there's this thing called dead cap or dead money. So if Houston trades to Sean Watson this offseason, they're giving up $22 million in dead cap which pretty much means that's $22 million that they just throw out the window. It's gone. No one can touch it anymore. But let's look at a few trades over the last few years, right? Just trades that gave up first-round picks. Seattle Seahawks got Jamal Adams. They gave up a 2021 first, a 2022 first, and a 2021 third. 
The Rams also gave up two firsts. Texans gave up two firsts. For Tunzel, Rams for or Rams for Ramsey. And Chicago gave up two firsts for Khalil Mack. These are for defensive players and linemen. And they gave up two firsts. Not to mention not to mention the quarterback is the most valuable position, the most impactful position, and the hardest to find position. If you're the Houston Texans, your asking price better be Herschel Walker trade times two. That's what it would have to be. And then you have to ask yourself again, Deshaun Watson is under contract for five more years. Again, what is the Houston Texans' incentive to trade that contract? What is their incentive? They already paid him signing bonus. Five years. He's there for five more years. What is their incentive? He also has a no-trade clause, so if there actually was a thing where they do trade him for a bunch of players or a bunch of picks, Watson could veto it because the other team actually gave up so much they gave up so much assets that he'd be going to a team that is pretty much in the same situation that the Houston Texans are in right now because the Houston Texans don't have any assets. So if you're Watson, how do you force the Houston Texans' hand? How do you do it? What, what, what would make the Houston Texans trade Deshaun Watson? What, what would it be? Look at what James Harden did, the other Houston star. These things where a team does not want to trade a star and the star wants to get traded, if the star ends up getting traded, it gets ugly. It gets real ugly. That James Harden situation got real ugly. Vince Carter in the early 2000s with the Toronto Raptors got really ugly. Deshaun Watson's going to have to be willing to sit out. He's going to have to forfeit money probably millions of dollars. He's going to have to make the Houston Texans believe that he isn't going to show up to work until he gets traded. That's what it's going to have to take. And hey, Deshaun Watson being unhappy in Houston, he has a right to do that. He should. What they have done there is horrible. The fact that it's like, hey, we're going to let you be involved in the GM search and then not letting him be involved in the GM search. It's not that he asked to and they didn't do it. It was that they told him, hey, we're going to let you be involved, and then didn't let him be involved. And hey, the NFL is better if Deshaun Watson's not on the Texans. It's a lot more fun if he's on a team that's really good and competitive and is actually a Super Bowl contender year in and year out. The NFL is better. But again, a top five quarterback has never been traded. Never, ever. Never, ever at the beginning of their prime in the history of the league. So this would be unprecedented. You can go through and find Hall of Fame quarterbacks that are getting traded, but again, they're either when Steve Young, who's a Tampa Bay guy, sucks in Tampa, traded to the 49ers, Brett Favre, who's got substance problems, or at the end of the career when he's retired like three times already, but then came back. There's really just exceptions. Those are just exceptions too. And they got dime, you know, got those guys discounted it's just not gonna happen 
And if I'm going to sit on here, if I'm going to sit on a YouTube video, if I'm going to sit on a podcast or a radio or whatever, and I'm going to actually go over where I think Deshaun Watson fits, acting like there's like seven teams that could easily trade for him if they give up three first-round picks, it's a fantasy world. Unless you're doing the argument that, hey, Houston is so dumb. The people that run Houston are so dumb that they would give him up for just a horrible trade. That's the only argument you have. Because again, what is their incentive? And their only incentive would be if Deshaun Watson is going to really get ugly with this stuff and they has, he has to make them believe that he's not going to be there. It's gonna get, it would get ugly. It would have to get ugly. And I don't think Deshaun Watson wants it to get ugly. And I think that's why he's not going to get traded. He seems like a really nice guy. I would want him to be my quarterback of my NFL team. And 95% of the league would too. Not just because of what he does on the field, but what he is off of it. And what he is in the locker room. And he doesn't deserve what's happening in Houston. But he's not going to get traded. So let's stop talking about it. Okay, that's the podcast for today. Houston, 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 and more Houston. A lot of stuff going on down there, man. Um, again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, as always, go follow me on J. Uh, excuse me. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at jwsdetective, and just keep. Just keep following the pages and keep checking and uh, going to be still trying to post a few times each week now. Just little shorter clips like this one. And as always, thank you so much. And I will see you next time.